Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth look at the artist God has chosen to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. Our guest is a woman of God who's a singer, songwriter, praise leader, and whose passion for the Lord comes forth in those things. And her name is Vicki Griffin. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, almighty God. King of kings and Lord of lords. Mighty God, wonderful counselor. We honor you, O God. You are the other praise, O God. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and that voice comes from a very familiar face, very familiar spirit here at Times Square Church, and her name is Vicki Griffin. Vicki, it's great to have you on Music with a Mission. Good to be here. Thank you. First, when I, let me say, when I hear you sing, 
you sing with such depth, feeling, anointing. Uh, when I watch you lead praise and worship, it's pretty much the same thing. Where does all of that come from? You know, because there are some people who may look at you and say, well, it doesn't take all of that. Mm. Um, so why do you sing and praise the way you do? Well, it's just because, it, you know, God has done so many things in my life. Just so many things, you know, God has delivered me. He's set me free. Um, God has provided for me. God has just been my friend, you know, and there's nothing else that I can compare mm-hmm. to that relationship that I have with Christ. So, he delivered you from what? From using cocaine. He delivered me from just have relationships, feeling like I had to be in a relationship. Um, just delivered me from insecurities, um, never feeling that I was as good as, Maybe someone, someone else, mm-hmm. um, just being involved with singing and doing some like musical theater and stuff. Always feeling that um, I didn't measure up to someone else or things like that. Um, he's just done so many things in so, my life. Yeah. So when you're singing and when you're praising, those things come to mind. Is that what you're saying? Many things come to mind. Mm-hmm, many mm-hmm. things come to mind. Yes. Now you're a church girl, huh? Mm-hmm. Grew up in the Bronx, as I understand. Yes, still in the Bronx. Okay. Come from a church family. Mother was in church. Yes. Grandmother in church. Yes. But you grew up in New York. I grew up in New York. Okay. So there had to have been some kind of balance. How did you balance that, being a church girl and growing up in the Bronx? It was really hard um, when I was a teenager. It was hard to balance that. Um, Always feeling like I was uh, missing out on things. A lot of my friends were not raised in church. So you have that, um, just that fight Mm -hmm. going on Mm -hmm. where you know what's right, but still you feel like everybody else is doing this. And I feel like I'm missing out on the fun, you Mm. know, which later on in your life you realize is not really fun. Of course. You know, a lot of the things that you feel like you're missing out on are things that, bind you up later Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in life but um so it was difficult to balance as a teenager and even as like a a young adult early on and that was like kind of what the traditional church it was a baptist church it was a uh a small storefront baptist church in the bronx it's still there greater my herman institutional baptist church (laughs) shout out (laughs) so um, it's still there um it was a family church. Yeah. You know, my grandfather was the pastor. When my grandfather passed away, my uncle was the pastor, and they have a, another pastor there now. Right, right. Um, growing up, a, a lot of it seemed to be based on just service, um, going to church, being there for service, um, you know, doing whatever your hand found to do, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. And Religion. your relationship mm-hmm. was kind of um metered on that i see on what you did what you did Mm -hmm. but when i came to times square church the emphasis was more put on just your intimate relationship with christ it wasn't based on just serving it was based more on the time that you spend with god the the things that God has been saying to you not just what the preacher is saying to you but many times i remember coming here uh, a lot of times I would hear the pastors say, um, 
what is God saying to you? Get in you, get in your Bible, get in the word and yeah. see what God is saying to you. Yeah. And not to just base it on just what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Search the scriptures for yourself. Sure. So that was a, a, a different component um, that I didn't hear as much, you know, in the church that I came out of, even though we had Sunday school, you know, we did get Bible teaching. Mm-hmm. And I thank God for that foundation because mm-hmm. I got a lot of things that a lot of people that I knew around me didn't get. So I got a good foundation, but being here, it just took it to another level. It was a more personal, more intimate sure. relationship with religion versus relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are a singer mm-hmm. and a songwriter. As I understand, you write on songs you don't sing mm-hmm. and you sing on songs you didn't write. Right. And sometimes <laughs> you do both. Um, let's talk a bit about the writing. There are a few mm-hmm. CD projects you're involved in here produced by Times Square Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Songs is one. Right. Then there's New Songs 2. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, We Proclaim Him. We Proclaim Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally love all three CDs. Great praise songs, great worship songs, great devotional songs written by people here at TSC. Mm-hmm. On New Songs, the first project, which songs did you write and why did you write them? I mean, what prompted you to write those songs? And which um, were they? One song was called New Song. Mm-hmm. Which That's was the song we heard the- at the top of the... Uh, broadcast okay Okay. and um i was sitting in service uh listening to a message that i believe pastor carter was preaching and he he was talking about a song that people could see and he was um preaching from psalms and when i heard him preaching just you know expounding on that passage of scripture i began to just um kind of meditate on it Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, even as he was preaching, I just was like, God, that's what I want. Mm. You know, Um, I want a song that people can see, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, not just to be someone that gets up and just sings, but I want them to see you Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. my life. And so um, that's how actually that song and I just began to pray and ask God to kind of flesh it out for me. Um, and he did, and I thank God for that. Well, um, what, what was the other song? The other song is called As It Pleases You. I love that song. Amen. I heard That's that in the Sanctuary the other day. It's just a great song. Yeah. What prompted you to write that? Where were you in life then when you wrote that song? I was in my house in the bathroom. <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to... <laughs> no place deep, huh, Vicky? <laughs> no, that was the deepest place I could go. Um, I was in my house in the bathroom, and I was reading a passage of Scripture. And in the passage of Scripture, it was talking about how there's nothing that we have that we could ever say, I'm paraphrasing, that we could ever say that we attained it. Mm-hmm. But that everything that we have is from the Lord. And so I just began to think about that. I had to go in the bathroom to just kind of get away from everybody. It was the only quiet place in the house. Mm -hmm. I don't have like a prayer closet. So (laughs) that's your prayer closet. That was it that day. Yeah. (laughs) So I went in and I just began to just think about that, meditate on that. And I just began to write, you know, you are my king. Come take your throne. You're all I need. Lord, you alone. There's no way I can make it without you. Lord, use my life as it pleases you. And um, it was just, I think it was more of a prayer, really, um, to God. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just saying, God, like, I want you to have that place in my heart that no one else 
can sit in that place with you. I want you to be king and Lord of my life. And when I look at my life, there's nothing that I've ever had, I've ever done, I've ever attained, achieved. There's nothing that I that I had that I can say I did it on my own. You know, you're the one that did it. So just use my life. Anything I have is you gave it to me. Everything I have, you, you're the one that gave it to me. So I'm just asking you to take whatever you've given me and just use it. Let's listen to that right now. From the CD, New Songs, As It Pleases You, on Music With A Mission. From the CD, New Songs, As It Pleases You, written by our guest, Vicki Griffin. Uh, Vicki, has writing always been a natural process for you? No. No. Um, the first time I wrote actually was um, here at Times Square Church, and it was a suggestion. Someone had suggested to me, why don't you write? And I said, I'm not a writer. Right. And... Um, and I just begin to pray, and I say, God, you know, if this is something that you do have for me, you know, like you have to show me how to do it, and mm-hmm. because I didn't really 
feel like I was a, a writer. It wasn't anything that I had ever done before. So your writing comes from basically your personal experiences. Just personal experiences, just God's revelation to me at that time. Now, you mentioned um, you're married. Yes. Okay. How, how long have you been married? I've been married for 18 years. 18 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when was, was your marriage one of those things where... The heavens have opened up, and, and God pointed and said, there he is, my daughter. He is your husband. Was it one of those things? Or? No. Okay. So tell me how that happened. Oh, wow. Okay. Well. And has your marriage prompted you to write any songs? Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, it has. Um, you know, it is funny because when me and Derek sometimes we talk about our marriage, we're like, okay, it's it could be like all the things not to do, but um, <laughs> but I thank God, you know, that He was so good, you know, He was so gracious. He saw us and He knew that we needed somebody, and He put us together mm -hmm. and said, this will work, you know, and I thank God. For that, but in you know in our marriage, there's been just a lot of transition, a lot of changes, and we were able to grow, you know, in the Lord okay. together. Okay. And um, I think some of the deepest experiences that I've had in my relationship with the Lord have come out of my marriage. You know, no learning to uh, to trust God. Mm -hmm. Now, to, when you when you met your husband, was he saved then? Yeah, he was newly saved. Okay, newly when, saved. When I met, and, but you've been in the church. Well, actually, let me go back. When we met each other, we were both backslidden. That's that was the state. Okay, well, let, yeah, that let's was just our keep state. it real, shall we? Okay, we yeah. were both backslidden when we first met. Okay, and then um, some years, well, a year later, he he was newly saved. Uh huh. But we were both backslidden. We were both estranged from the Lord. Um, we were both trying to find our way back. I see. You know, we were both like uh, uh, two prodigals trying to get back to mm -hmm. the Father's house. Mm -hmm. And um, we had a lot. We made a lot of mistakes along the way. You know, but God, you know, God is so good. God is so good. You know, I thank God because he's a restorer. Um, and how he can just take things that are broken and mend them and put them together and just create something brand new, mm -hmm. you know. And I feel like that's what God did in our relationship. And it was rough. You know, it was rough for the first five years of marriage. It was very rough. You know, there was a lot of um, just at first uh when my husband first got saved, then he just felt like, well, I'm not sure if I wanted to do this anymore. Mm. And after the first year of marriage, he just decided he didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. And so that was a learning process for me, That's you true. know, and it taught me about covenant, what that covenant relationship is. Mm. And it's it's not contractual. It's not if if I hold up this part of the the deal then, then sure. it's not conditional at mm -hmm. all and god taught me a lot he taught both of us a lot i think there were times i know <laughs> that um i f was like i don't want to do this anymore you know and and god would just say trust me mm. you know trust me and um 
so to see one thing and to hear God say, trust me, and then God began to take me into the world and to show me the promises that he made to not just save me, but to save my whole house and to hear and to for God to show me in his word that your husband can be one without a word, mm-hmm. but just by him seeing your behavior, you know, and so it challenged me in a lot of ways. But in it all, you know, I remember that morning, Sunday morning, when my husband stood in our living room and we prayed together and he rededicated his life to the Lord Mm -hmm. and all the things that God had been speaking to me all along when he wasn't walking with the Lord, where he was saying that he's going to use him. You know, he was telling me he was going to use him to, to, to preach and to teach and specifically to men. And Mm -hmm. then to turn around and see God bring all of those things to pass that those are things that were, those were stones, you know, on our altar of remembrance to see what God had done. Are there specific songs that were written from that period? Yes. Um, Which? There were, let me think, let me think. New songs too is um, You Are Our God. And it just says how God keeps his covenant. It says you keep your covenant, you show us mercy, we walk before thee with all our hearts. O God of Israel, Lord, there's none like you, none in the heavens or on the earth. You are our God, our righteousness, and by your hand we are blessed. And, you know, like so many times, sometimes I look back and I see where I didn't do everything right. Mm-hmm. You know, was every T crossed? Was every I dotted? No, it wasn't. But God wasn't looking for me to be perfect Mm -hmm. he wanted to perfect me you know and so I see how in all of the things that I've experienced the good and the bad you know God God was just working his perfection in me God God was doing he was trying to show me that I could trust him Mm -hmm. to do what needed to be done in me to make me more like him you keep your covenant keep your covenant Show us mercy. Show us mercy. We walk before thee. We walk before thee. With all our hearts. With all our hearts. Oh God of Israel. Oh God of Israel. Lord, there is none like you. Lord, there is none like you. None in the heavens, oh. None in the heavens, oh. On the earth. On the earth. You keep your cup.
on the CD, New Songs 2, You Are Our God, written by our guest, Vicki Griffin. Now, Vicki, you were saying that when you wrote that, you were kind of writing it from the perspective that we've all fallen short of the glory of God and all of us have kind of stumped our toe and bumped our knee at some point. Huh? Mm -hmm. Just thinking about those thoughts of how, no, I wasn't perfect. No, I didn't do everything right. But God, you still loved me. You still pursued me and you showed me like it wasn't about what you do. Mm -hmm. It's about what I did. There's a certain sense you. of freedom that comes when you know that God is not looking at you and saying, well, if she does good by 1230, I'll bless her. Mm -hmm. And if she doesn't, um, I might give her a demerit. Yeah, exactly. You know, and even this week, I was just so blessed. Um, at the church, I work with the high school students. And one of the kids had shared that um, God had, ju had just uh, revealed to her how his promises are irrevocable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when she said that, I it, it just blessed me because I realized, like, even through all my life, I remember one day I came home and um, I was doing an off-Broadway show and I had been hanging out, you know, the night before and I was getting high and I just remember getting up, having to go do another show and not having any sleep and standing in the mirror and trying to cover the tiredness and just the the weariness that was just in my face from mm -hmm. hanging out. And even then, even though at that point in my life, I was far away from God mm -hmm. in my relationship with him. Not that he was far away from me, but I had moved far away from him. Yeah. And I remember standing there in the mirror trying to put on makeup and having so much makeup on my face that I was making lines in my face trying to put it on. Mm. And God just spoke to me so quietly, so sweetly, and just said, you can't cover that. Mm. He said, that's sin, you know, and you have to give that to me. Wow. And, um, I just remember crying that day, just in the mirror crying and then going right back out and doing the same thing over again. But just, you know, how that young lady said, God's promises are irrevocable. Like his love is unconditional. He doesn't change. He still pursues us, you know, mm -hmm. and I thank God that he pursued me. I thank God that he never stopped coming after me, mm -hmm. you know, it's because he came after me that I'm able to enjoy. I'm able to benefit i'm able to know this life that i have now in christ mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's only because of him you sure. know and I'm, I'm grateful to that so when i'm worshiping you know like all of those things come to mind so many things you know i can't even say well this comes to mind that must you know just at any given time a thought can cross my mind or a memory can cross my mind and i can just recollect you know i can remember wh what god has done is where that your approach in from. writing too when uh, do you just recollect and 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 start to write sometimes it's like that sometimes it may be um something that i've just heard or something that god has just revealed to me maybe in the scriptures mm -hmm. you know um let your glory fill this place i was reading about solomon and when they were dedicating the temple and how the priests went in the temple and they couldn't even stand to minister and I was like wow what a worship experience that must have been mm -hmm. you know and I said God that's what I want want when I'm worshiping let your glory fill this place is on which project it's on we proclaim him. we proclaim him mm -hmm. let's listen to that right now let your glory fill this place on music with a mission
From the CD, We Proclaim Him, Let Your Glory Fill This Place, written by Vicki Griffin. Thank you for that song. Uh, Good stuff. Thank God. Amen. You you actually have a passion for children. Well, you have children. Yeah. And you have a passion for children. Mm -hmm. First, let me talk about your children. How many children do you have? I have four, five, six. <laughs> six kids. Yeah, six kids. I have six right now. Yes. Nice. I have six right now. Nice. And yeah. I love them all, I assume. I love them all. Okay. Are I they all, all all your children biologically or how Well, I have uh my husband and I well when I was seventeen I had a son. Mm-hmm. His name is Terrell. Mm-hmm. And so that's our son. Okay. You know, he's twenty six. Um and then when I got married I had three more children. Um, and that's Christian. She's 18. Little Dark is 17. And Taylor, she's 13. Okay. And my husband, before we were married, when he was a teenager, he had a daughter. Okay. And we've been reunited with her after 20 years of not knowing where she was, wow. searching for her. My daughter found her on Facebook. So and her name is Denisha. Okay. And we have a grandbaby named Braylon. That's her daughter. Go on, Grandma. Uh, uh, watch it. Okay. So, and then, and then, I'm still in denial. Yes, and, I understand. And then we have a, a little girl who we are legal guardians of, and her name is Anaya. And okay. she's one. And she's sweetheart. So you got a kind of Christian Partridge family going on. Yeah, there. that's what we have. Or, or, yeah. or a Christian Brady Bunch. I <laughs> yeah, the Brady Bunch. Okay. More like, okay. yeah. Um, 
So you got children, and you have a passion for children. Yeah. Um, just before the interview, you just came in from talking to a high school. Mm-hmm. And you do something here at the church on Friday nights called The Gate. Tell yes. me about that. The Gate is the youth meeting here at Times Square Church, and it's it's the uh, meet, meeting for the youth ministry, which is called Strictly Young People, SYP. Holla. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the, and that is junior high, high school, and young adults up to age 29. Okay. That's the cutoff point. But we. So meet, you're 29. Is that what you're saying? Dead, dead 29 air. is We've the cutoff. Dead air. Got... <laughs> I plead the fifth. Okay, so. Understood. So, um, but we meet every Friday night, and it's it's a live meeting. I love it. I love worshiping with young people. I love it. I enjoy being with them every Friday night. What is it about worshiping with young people that you love so much as opposed to the adults? They're not stuffy. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> They're just free. They're just young people. And young people tend to be less religious. You know, they don't hold to a lot of the same things that older people can hold to. Mm-hmm. They're not so set, you know, in their ways, which can be good and bad. But it's good. It's yeah. good to be with them. It, You know, they ha- there's a freedom that's there. Um, and it's just a joy. It's a joy. I love it. And, and I like old people too. <laughs> Not but, that I'm an old person. But obviously, I mean, you know, it brings the youth out in you too, no? Yeah, yeah, it does. It yeah, does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, just to see the freedom in their worship. Amen. Your music with a mission has taken you on missions. Mm-hmm. Has it not? Um, yes. Where have you been? I've been to the Philippines, to Nigeria, to Brazil, to Finland, to Fiji. Um,. Probably leaving something out, but um, for the most part, I think those are France. Now, when when you go abroad and sing in some of these interesting places, what effect has the music had on you, and what effect has the music ministry had on the people you've ministered to? Um, well, the effect that it's had on me is that it's just showed me just how big you know, God is and how his presence is everywhere. There's not a place that you can go that you won't find God's presence there, Mm -hmm. you know, and every place it may be in a different way, you know, like, and you know, how boring it would be if we all worshiped God exactly the same, you know, but I had a really, really, really wonderful experience in Joss. And what was that? Nigeria. Um, some years before then, um, I was doing an off-Broadway show, and I remember, like, everybody would have opportunities to go on tour with this show, but I was always left home to kind of hold the fort down at home. I weren't getting the opportunities you thought you no. should have gotten. Well, I just didn't get the opportunity to travel I as see. much as other people did. Okay. And and I remember one day I was asking God, I said, God, why don't I ever get a chance to go away, you mm-hmm. know? And... Uh, God spoke to me very clearly that day. Um, He said, you're going to sing for thousands, he said, and you're going to travel. He said, but you're going to do it without compromise. Mm. And at the time, I didn't fully understand it. But then I found myself years later. And when I say years later, like by that time, I was married. I had 
three more children, Mm -hmm. you know, so a lot had happened uh, between that time and when I ended up in Nigeria. And uh, I found myself on a platform looking over thousands and thousands of people. And I remember uh, Pastor Carter had turned around. We were just worshiping on the platform. We had seen God move miraculously that day. God stopped the rain. I had never seen anything like it in my life. And I will hold that till I till I, till I leave this earth. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we stood there and Pastor Carter said, Vicky, come on up and just share what God has done. Just singing, you know, and I just got up to sing. And I don't, I don't even remember the song that I sang that day. I don't know if we, if I was singing "What a Mighty God We Serve," but I remember getting up and singing and just rejoicing in what God had done at that moment. Mm-hmm. And as I began to sing, God just quietly brought back to my remembrance what He said to me like years before. He said, "You're gonna travel, you're gonna sing for thousands, but you're gonna do it without compromise." And boy, then there was an explosion inside of me. I know I just probably went crazy because for me, if nobody knew what God had spoken to me, I knew what God had said and what God did, what God performed in my life. I was actually able to see God bring something that he had spoke to me to pass. Yeah. yeah. And it was amazing. Now, recently you had an experience to sing and praise with Four generations of your family yeah, on stage. Praise God. At the same time. Yes. All praising God. Yes. T- yes. Tell, me, tell me a bit about it because that's very exciting. I'm just, I can't tell you how excited I was about that. Um, um, and I, I just thank God for that. Um, it was Mother's Day last year. And I just thank God for just the music ministry here and Greg said to me, um, you know, what about you guys coming to sing for Mother's Day? And I was like, sure. You know, I was, I was so excited about it. I told my mom, my grandma, my kids, my kids were looking at me like, what? <laughs> said, yeah, we got to sing. And for me, that was like God reassuring me that what he said he's going to do. Sure, sure. Now, you obviously have more songs in you. That is to say, songs we haven't heard yet. Why don't you just give us a preview of something that you've written, a song that you've written that we haven't heard yet? Let's see. Mm. Am I putting you on the spot? Or do yeah, you feel you're like putting you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Um, you're in the hot seat there, Vicky. <laughs> There's a song that I wrote a long time ago called um, For Thy Goodness Sake. For Thy Goodness Sake. Mm-hmm. And how did the lyrics go? It just says... Um, Sing it or just say it? Either. Okay. You know, um, we'd prefer you to sing it. Uh-huh. Okay. It's, um, it says, pardon me for the name's sake. Pardon mine iniquities for it is great. According to thy mercies. Lord, remember me for thy goodness sake, oh Lord. So that's, nice, that's a little Vicky. bit of that. Nice. Yeah. I'll be looking forward to that one. Praise God. Really? It has been a pleasure having you on Music with a Mission. 
Thank you. You, uh, God is using you in a magnificent way, and I look forward to how he's going to continue to use you and your husband and your family. Praise God. All generations. Yes. <laughs> yes. And giving him the glory. Amen. Thank you. Vicki Griffin from the CD, We Proclaim Him, and I've Got a Reason to Praise Him. You can also hear Vicki sing and songs she's written on the CD's New Songs 1 and New Songs Volume 2, produced by Times Square Church. Take joy, my king, in what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about Music with a Mission. We want your tips, hints, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org or check out TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, visit the website www.tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and special administrative assistance from Jessica Carrasco. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a mission.